Welcome to Back from the Brink. I'm Todd Brinker. And that's not what we wanted to play. Yeah, the Gentech theme keeps wanting to play. It started wrong. It's finishing wrong. It's annoying. Uh, Aaron will be joining us shortly. And it is Friday, August 14th, 2020. For those of you who are counting, day 12,444,687,321 of lockdown. Yeah, COVID. Yay. Um, yeah, we're getting a little punchy, getting a little over the top, a little bit out of a waka waka waka. So, um, as we left our radio show this morning, one of the things that we were talking about was the, um, fact that Apple has taken Fortnite off of the Apple app store. And there's been a lot of, uh, conversation around the idea that um, that Apple is charging too much, that 30% is not fair to be in the App Store. And you know, Apple is saying, you know, of course we make money off of the App Store. It's a service that we sell, but it's a marketplace that we built. Aaron made a point that, you know, it's like a mall. You pay a fee to go into a mall, and so you can't just set up camp and start selling. You have to pay a fee to the owner of the mall. I agree with that. I think where they run into a little bit of an issue is that Apple forces you to use their uh, payment system. Like, I can pay a rent to be in a mall, but I don't have to use the payment system provided by the mall. I can go to any company I want to and process my payments to run my business, and I can negotiate the best deals that I can. And in fact, if you're a big enough company, say Amazon, you can go in and negotiate deals that say, hey, I'm going to get a little bit of a discount. Apple um, has structured their their system so that you know if you're paying a subscription fee, you pay 30% of whatever you charge to Apple the first year for somebody's subscription and then subsequent years you pay 15% because they're saying well you know that first year you're covering the cost of acquisition of that sale through our store but once you've already got them then the ongoing costs aren't that high so we'll discount it to 15% well it's um, there's been some evidence of course they don't release all the numbers and they probably structure it such that it doesn't look this way on paper but but there's some some fairly convincing evidence that Amazon, from day one, when they put their streaming service on the Apple TV and in the ac- Apple ecosystem, that their subscriptions pay 15% from the get-go. Um, but Amazon, to Amazon's point, and they probably made this point to Apple, we're not using you for acquisition of new customers. We get plenty of new customers through Amazon Prime anyway, and we do that on our own. So why should we pay you extra money for acquisition of customers that that you're not actually doing for us and so and Am- apple very much wanted that amazon uh content on their apple tv and in the apple tv plus app which it's integrated into as well and um and in return apple also in allowing and giving that discount to amazon got a deal where amazon then 
crackdown on all of the counterfeit Apple products that were being sold on the Amazon marketplace. And if you notice now when you buy stuff, if it says Apple, it's actually from Apple and the rest of the stuff is broken down. So Amazon doesn't sell Apple products that don't come from Apple anymore. Um, they'll sell Apple compatible products, but then at least you know it's a compatible product and not a, uh, you don't think you're getting genuine article and finding out that it's, it's a counterfeit piece later. So, um, so you know, both both companies benefited and got something out of the agreement. But, um, you know, it seems to me like, you know, it, it is Apple's marketplace and they can say, this is our sandbox. This is how we're going to play. You have to follow our rules here. And if you don't like our rules, then don't sell here. Sell somewhere else. Um, they're trying to make the case, those that disagree are trying to make the case that this is a... Um, you know, non-competitive or, or platform, and that that there's only one place to sell into Apple stuff. And Apple saying, "Yeah, but we're not even the majority of phones out there." You know, if you don't like us, then you can go sell into all these other phones. So Apple's looking at the larger marketplace of smartphones and, and your opportunity to sell there. And and those who are complaining are saying, "Well, but within the marketplace of the most lucrative phones, the Apple phones." Um, there's only one place to sell, and your rules are kind of anti-competitive, and you overcharge. And Apple's saying, this is what it costs. This is what we're charging. You can either buy it or not buy it. Um, you know, I see both sides of that. Right now, I'm kind of leaning a little bit more towards the Apple side of it, but we will see. We shall see. I'm surprised Erin hasn't called in yet. She's usually called in by now, but okay. Any minute now. Any minute now. Um... So, yeah, you know, um, let's see. Oh, apparently there's an update to that, too. Uh, well, Aaron's here. We'll talk about the update in a second. Hello. Hi. How are you? How are you? you? Doing good. <laughs> so I was continuing the conversation a little bit uh, with the Apple and removal of Fortnite. Um, you had pointed out that it's like being in a mall. Um, one difference, though, is that Apple, unlike a mall, also says that you have to use our uh, payment processing system. Most malls, you you know, you lease the space, and then you're free to negotiate whatever kind of deal you want with the payment processing companies and banks. Apple says no, you have to use us if you're here, um, and that's part of the. But complaint. you actually purchase it through Apple. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's. It's there, yeah. You're, you're buying it through their store, so it's not exactly like a mall. It's more like um, a a vendor putting things on the shelf at Walmart, right? Yes. And and if you're putting so stuff on the shelf at Walmart, right? Yeah, but if you if you if your product is on the shelf at Walmart, you use Walmart's payment processing. You don't get to pick your own. Um, yes. And and as an update to this, it apparently Google has also removed it from the Google Store. At, from the Android store, Apple. Yeah, Play, for the or, same or, reason. Right, and but the difference is on the Google on on Android, you can download it directly from the Epic website and uh, and and load it onto your phone, and it'll still work because they don't lock you into their store. So the, so Android says fine, um, you know it's not on the Google Play Store because you won't play by our rules, but you can go put it somewhere else and people can download it. Of course, the disadvantage to that is is it's not in a store, so they probably the the game probably wouldn't have become such a big hit if it hadn't had you know that position in both of those stores to start with. Um, yeah, it's just slimy that they that they don't want to play ball with the 
with a, a two with with the Android in the Android Play Store and yeah. in Apple. I mean, they're making close to $2 billion a year off of this thing in the app stores, and they're saying that's not enough. We hate giving you some of our money, so we're going to to lock it down. And and you know what? That's their business decision if they want to do that. But don't complain about not being in the store. Just take it out of the store and be done and say we're just not going to be on iPhones and and you'll have to sideload it from our website if you want it on an Android phone. And you can go play it on your Nintendo Switch and on your Xbox and on your insert you know game machine here because it's been just about everywhere um you know and see how you do you know i i have to think though there are so many young people who don't have those other systems they do everything on their phones you know um and to so many people in general you know if you i'm looking at the statistics of people who visit the websites that i work with and and access the the stuff that we do um and at least 60, 65% are on phones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the device you have with you all the time. And so, you know, when you're out and about somewhere and you're just killing time waiting, um, you know, that's what, that's what people do is they, they pick up their phone and they're either, you know, in a social media app, you know, Instagram, um, less so Facebook these days, especially for the younger kids and, uh, and then playing a game, you know, so you'll play a little bit of Fortnite, uh, or you'll you will um, you know quickly check your your Insta and see what everybody's doing, or uh, you know that that's kind of how you kill your time, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's yeah. a great opportunity for another game developer to put something out out there, and you know people aren't necessarily going to have their nose in Fortnite all the time, yeah. so it's, they might be looking for something new. Well, this is certainly going to add Tinder uh, to the fire uh, against Apple's Play Store and how they've got it, um, or Apple's App Store, and how they've structured it and their payments are structured because they're being attacked on that from several fronts. Um, they've also um, blocked out uh, Apple or Microsoft wanted to put its xCloud game box, uh, their Xbox Game Pass, on the App Store. And Apple blocked them because they said that that doesn't allow us to individually review each of the different games that go on there. And so, you you know, unless you want to set up some structure where that's going to take place or figure out some way for that to happen so that we approve each game before it goes on, then we're not going to do it because we, again, you know, we don't just check to see that the software works properly on our system, which is one of the things we will obviously do every time something gets loaded onto one of our phones. Um, but we also check to make sure that it fits our um, our uh, rules about what we do and don't want on systems. You know, um, yes. we don't want explicit content on on our systems. That's just the way Apple runs, and so and they and and they've been very successful at running that way. Um, and a lot of parents feel fairly safe about giving their kid an iPhone. Not like they can't go launch a browser and go see any kind of smut that's out there on the internet, but. Um, but Apple um, has made a, a real effort to control um, those apps in order to create a, an environment that people feel comfortable and safe with. And, and they're holding tight to those, to those uh, rules and regulations that they've put in place. Um, and, you know, they're, they're, go- they're under legal attack right now about that. So we'll see what happens, you know, and it's not small companies and we're talking, you know, uh, Epic Games is one of the largest game manufacturers out there. And of course, compared to Apple, they're tiny, but Microsoft isn't tiny, you know, 
and Microsoft is complaining too. And so we'll see what happens. So as I'm driving, um, heading back to my home office, uh, my home, uh, because we're all working it's from home. It's a office. Yes. <laughs> it's a hoppus. Um, I'm looking at this this line of, of sounds a lot like of, hospice. Um, yeah. Anyway, there's a line of a line of, I'm, for lack of a better word, schmutz, dirt, just just ick in the air, and I know it's from the fire. <laughs> we'll call it brown. Soot. <laughs> there you go. Um, it's uh, this brown haze. Yeah. Uh, that is that is uh, just west of us here in the San Bernardino Valley. You know what uh, we and didn't I, talk about on the radio show today, I'm sorry to interrupt, but was there was a huge fire in Corona, not huge fire, but there was a fire in Corona yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, less than a mile from my house. It was on the uh, the LA News. There were helicopters. Oh. They, did they um, get it out or is it they, still burning? I believe they got it out just before sunset. It was mostly out and under control. It only had burned about uh, 20 acres or so. Uh, I say only, but was within 100 feet of some homes. And that was the wow. concern was that it was not nearly as big as some of these other fires that have been making the big news, but this was burning up right next to some homes. And um, they actually yesterday had a photograph of, and get this, I didn't realize they were in the mountains, but apparently they are right near near Corona, a wild boar trotting down Foothill Avenue. Really? Yes. Now, okay, so I knew that there are wild pigs with an article um, probably a year, year and a half ago in the press enterprise talking about the wild pigs at Fairmont Park in Riverside. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if it's, it's there. I think they were descendants of domestic pigs that got out like a hundred years ago. Um, and Possibly. so they're generations of wild, um, uh, porcine creatures. Uh, yeah. And so that doesn't <laughs> surprise me. Creatures. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Porcine as in porky. Exactly. But, you know, they're nasty. They are aggressive. And they're omnivores. They will eat anything. They'll eat anything. They're smart animals. And, and yeah, they're, 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 you know, filthy creatures. They are. (laughs) They are. And Um, so they will, they will, if you are, if if there's a small child, they will go after that small child. So I, I, the city of Riverside put out a, a warning when uh, these, when it, because they were congregating at Fairmont Park, and they put out a warning, and I think they cleaned them up, and they were able to capture a few, and and mm-hmm. you know, so I think you're fine out there now. But um, uh, yeah, that doesn't surprise me that they're up in the hills. Yeah, or that they're coming down from the hills when the hills are burning. Uh, um, indeed, indeed. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I it's not not surprising at all that there are um, uh, wild pigs living up in the hills, and that um, you know that they. They come down looking for food, rooting in trash cans and, and, and probably water. You know, it's been hot and dry. And so um, it's not unexpected that wild creatures come down. I have seen uh, raccoons trotting down the street and jumping into rain gutters and stuff in Corona as well. And obviously coyotes and um, are in the, in the area because we all hear and see them at, at different times. Um, they've adapted pretty well to living in and amongst people. Um, I never thought about, you know, a... 150 pound 250 pound wild boar trotting down the street though Um, yeah and i sent you a picture of just that so in corona (laughs) taken yesterday so so go figure um yeah anyhow it's um it yeah it's 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 a little surreal sometimes isn't it you know especially when things like fires are happening um and 
You know what was weird, though, is yesterday when the fire happened in Corona, I was alerted by the sound of, of helicopters, big, heavy helicopters flying over top because, you know, those big, heavy lift ones that have the buckets that they put underneath them so they can put out fires. Um, and uh, that's what alerted me. It wasn't the smell, whereas on, was it Tuesday, I think, I was gagging on the fire smell from the fire that was, you know, 35, 40 miles away. It just which, it just depends on which way the wind's blowing. Yeah, 35, 40 miles, is, it's a lot when you're driving, but as the crow flies yeah, um, and, or and as, when, as the wind blows, it's yeah, not. Yeah, and if you're directly downwind of a fire, um, there's a lot of coughing and, and sneezing. And, uh, yeah, last night I have a, uh, a uh, an air filter um, that's a, it's got a HEPA filter on it with a charcoal filter in front of it, so it's a multi-layered filter, you know, room air filter that I usually have in our living room, and I moved it to the bedroom last night so that, um, you know, I wouldn't be too disrupted Giant. sleeping. Yeah, because it, 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 I'm sensitive to it. I don't have some of the breathing issues that you have and others have, but um, I, I have allergies, and, uh, and you know, I'll get itchy and runny nose and sneezy, and, and I just thought, you know what, uh, I'm just going to And sleepy and dopey and doff, too. Yeah, all of them. There's seven, you know, and I, um, yes. And so anyway, I moved my air filter into the bedroom so that I could sleep peacefully. Um, and I did. So, hey, I don't know if it was the air filter or just the knowledge that it was there. But uh, <laughs> either so the way, that, I slept. I think that there are mountain lions in our hills because there are all over oh. Orange County and Riverside County. And, and, and um, you know, They're I definitely I, are in Corona. You know, they definitely are in Corona. The, the, you know, yeah. we've got the the. I say national forest, and I say it with a little bit of a giggle because there's not a whole lot of forest behind me. It's mostly brush and stuff. But you go far enough back, there's actual trees and stuff. But there are mountain lions that live between here and, and Orange County in those yes. hills. Um, yes, off of Ortega Highway. Yeah, um, is I, that Ortega Highway? Uh, the is that the it's the um, Trans Foothill Corridor, the 241. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah, oh, okay. and Ortega yeah. Highway is the one that kind of goes winding through off uh, through um, like Elsinore the Cleveland over National to, Forest. Right. Yes. Anyway, I used to coach over um, uh, right up against that on the Orange County side over uh, in the uh, um, Irvine Regional Park, and um, there was a time where they actually asked everybody to leave because there was a mountain lion in the area. They had scat, and there was a deer carcass. And they said that it's still here because if there's a deer carcass here, it will come back and finish eating on it. And so we don't ah. want, we don't want uh, people and small children walking to and from swimming pools and stuff uh, no in the dark while there's a, a cat on the prowl. Um, and then they, they actually hired a tracker to track it and find out where it was. And they found out that it was a mother and a cub and it had gone back up into the hills and was at least six miles away. And so they said, OK, we can open back up, but, you know, keep your eyes open. Wow! Don't walk well, alone. You know, with the with the Porky and his family, um, I'm sure that they're getting plenty to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although you know what, there's no guarantee that the uh, the cat wins in that in that fight either, because those pigs it's, can can. It's true. They can gore somebody. That's what cats it's true. Tend, the big cats tend to be like surprise um, uh, attackers, right? They they hide up high and jump down and attack without any warning or anything because they yeah, pounce you, yeah they're pouncers because just like house cats um you give uh you give the the pig a fighting chance and he might win yeah um yeah it's true it's yep very true 
So just like house cats, you know, you know, you can catch them with a box, just like a house cat. <laughs> yeah. Paper you put sack. out a box, and the cat will lie in it. Yes, a big actually... giant paper sack, and they'll go in there and play. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need. You need these big, like, 15-foot paper sacks, and we just set them out. <laughs> there's, a, there's a picture floating around the Internet, which I think is absolutely hilarious, of a jaguar. Lay, you know, squ- curled up as tight as he can be in a in a cardboard box, and it just it just makes me laugh because yeah, cats are cats. Yeah, that's right. Box. <laughs> I like this. Yeah, it's so funny. You know, it's funny what they like, but what they like, they like, and they know it, right? They, exactly. And it's like yep, exactly that's heaven right there, curled up in a cardboard box. <laughs> Who knew that? You know. Who knew? A a, a, a homeless person's. Uh, Living domicile would be would be the perfect place for wild cats, or you know, that, not semi wild cats, but you know, yeah, that yeah, inhabit your living room. Yeah, those two, those <laughs> crazy wild cats. <laughs> I think if you if if a cat if a cat if the cats could talk, they would all say, "Yes, we're wild." Wow. <laughs> <laughs> now feed me and scratch my ears. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, go go catch yeah, a mouse yeah, or something. Yeah, Make scratch, yourself yeah, useful. Scratch, 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 scratch. Wait, no, not there, not there. Scratch over here, because <laughs> that's how the cats are. <laughs> you scratch them in the wrong oh. place, you're liable to get bit or hit. It's like, no, that's not what I wanted. Over here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, and they've done studies that no cat is truly domesticated. Yeah. They are. They have their own minds. They are as unpredictable as humans. Um, yeah, they're, you know, they're tolerant they, of being in your house, and they appreciate that you give them free food. But other than that, they're like, eh. Well, and they may love you. I mean, my cats, um, you know, they they want to be around me, and they, you know, they mm-hmm. your cats love you, but but they are they are their own entities. They're not. They're, yeah. they're very different from dogs. They've got their yeah. own minds. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, not that dogs don't have their own minds too, but dogs seem much more but, at ease with the <laughs> fact that that they're living a life of leisure and don't have to actually think. Well, and uh, dogs are pack animals. Yeah. Cats are not. And so dogs will follow the pack. And I didn't mean that, that dogs are stupid. It's just they're a right. different animal. But you're right. Yeah. That, that that pack mentality is very, very strong in, in dogs. The, yes. the sense of, you know, togetherness and, and being, whereas cats are much more independent. Much. Yeah. They're, they're tolerant much. of those around them and they, and they appreciate those around them, but they want their space at times. And they'll drop anything to go attack something if it looks interesting and it's moving right, you know. And it's something, very cute when they do. Yeah, something <laughs> something that wiggles like a mouse or you know moves across the floor, they're going to jump down and pounce on it. That's right, because, or a red dot. Yeah, yeah, oh, the, yeah. <laughs> that could be loads of fun. Yeah, laser pointer and a cat. That's an afternoon, man. Anyway, um, <laughs> so. You know, um, remember a while back when they were saying that um, the the star Betelgeuse was dimming, and they were afraid that it might go supernova, and they weren't sure what was going on, and it yes. lost like like almost fifty percent of its brightness. I mean, it really dimmed quite a bit. Um, wow! And now they're thinking that, uh, and they thought maybe it was like a dark spot on it, and they couldn't figure out what it was. So they're now thinking that maybe what happened was that it got hit by something fairly large and that what we saw was a cloud of dust that got kicked up between us and it that made it look like it was dimming. How far away is it? Um, 
Really um, far? Three or four feet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, I don't know. I don't have it right in front of me. It's it's oh, okay. um, in the in the term in terms of of um, you know intergalactic distances, stellar distances. It's not that far, but it's a long, long ways. It's a long, long ways. Part of it is, is it's super, super huge. I mean, Beetlejuice is like uh, multi. I mean, like you could fit like. I think a million of our sons or something into it uh, compared to um, our son. Yeah, it's it's big. Uh, let me it, see if I can get so some more information. I just did a quick search, and this tells me. I mean, I know that this is a, an actual distance, but I have no. My brain cannot comprehend how big, how far this is. Six hundred and forty two point five light years. Yeah, and that's how far light can travel in a year, at what one hundred eighty six thousand feet per second. No miles per second. Um, yeah, it's it's a long ways. Yes, long I mean ways. I know it's massive. I just my brain cannot comprehend how big that is, like yeah. how far away that is. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a trillion dollars. I know a trillion dollars is a lot of money, but my brain cannot comprehend. <laughs> yeah, it's a big, big number. It's a huge number. Yeah, it's so. it's big. It's big. Um, yeah, it, you know, it's it's when you start talking about stellar stuff, it's it's almost impossible to comprehend distances. And, you know, like I made that example the other day that I was reading. And so I shared it with everybody it was like if our if our sun was a, a, a marble, then the Earth would be about four feet away and it'd be a little pinprick. And then Mars would be about eight feet away and be another little pinprick. And the nearest star if this marble was in New York, would be Washington, D.C. That's how far the two nearest stars are. And the next nearest star from New York would be in Rio de Janeiro. Which is insane. And that's the next star. Not even, like, one of the billions one. of other stars, you know? Right. That's the next closest one. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of space in space. It's just so big. And then some of these things out there in space, like this this other star, Betelgeuse, are just phenomenally large. And it's, it's, it's just hard to comprehend how big these places are and how, um, how much space is between us and them. You know, it's just incomprehensible in, in many, many ways. Um, you know, so, it's very interesting to think about, but it's just it's bizarro. It is. It is. It is. So the Department of Justice is uh, has uh, is making a case that Yale University is discriminatory mm-hmm. against um, uh, whites and Asians in right. their and their admissions. Yeah, so, they're asserting that 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 people of uh, uh, white or Asian races who would otherwise have been accepted are being uh, not accepted into the college um, based on we've got enough people who look like you. Right. Yeah. Right. And so an assistant attorney general, uh, er- assistant attorney general Eric Dryband, uh, who heads the DOJ's office on civil rights, uh, sent a letter to a Washington, D.C. attorney on Thursday outlining the findings of a two-year investigation. Mm-hmm. So that they notified him that um, that they continue to violate, uh, was it Title 11? No, yeah, V. no, Title 6, sorry, VI. I should know yeah. better there, on my There's a Roman bunch of titles. Angels. 
There's titles. Yes, Title VI of the Civil Rights Act of, of 1964, and um, uh, because they're discriminating discriminating on the basis of race and national origin, and that this uh, in their undergraduate admissions, and that this is a longstanding and ongoing problem. Well, you know. you know, it is a problem, but let me just say that if they didn't do something like that, something like that, then they would be being hauled into court because they're not allowing enough people who have brown skin who qualify to come in or of, of you know, it just, I understand Yale and Dartmouth's perspective. It's like we can't win, you know, it's like if we... If we don't allow enough people who have uh, of color in, then we get complained at. But if we let enough people of color in, then we get yelled at for not for, for blocking people who might otherwise have gotten in other ways. And it's you know where how do, tell us how we're supposed to figure this out. <laughs> you know, um, you know yeah, if I have I, a whole I, if if I have if I have twenty five people applying, they all qualify, and I only have room for twenty. How do I decide which five don't get here? Right. right. It's, and those numbers, of course, are far bigger than that. Right. Yeah. I'm um, making and, numbers and, up just for example, obviously. Yes. Yes. Um, and so here's the thing, though. I mean, if you're and this is the challenge, right, because everybody who pretty much everybody who's applying to these schools is amazing. Yeah. You know, and, and they may be slightly less amazing than the next amazing person, but they're all amazing. And so, you know. Yeah, How they do don't you have perfect the, grades and, and, and lots of uh, extracurriculars and, and are, yeah, nutsos. How yeah, do you make that exact, choice? Yeah, how do you make that choice? And I feel for the kids who have worked their tails off and didn't get in, and maybe somebody with lesser credentials did get in because, you know, they were a person of color and you weren't, or, you know, we don't generally consider Asians as a country as a, as being people of color because they're not, maybe we do, I don't know, but it's, uh, uh, they're not, they're not, yeah, it's a tracked category, just States. like they say yeah. Latinos to cover, you know, every Hispanic speaking heritage that's out there. Um, yeah, but they know, don't say Latino anymore. They say Latinx. Uh, whatever. Um, you know, pick your word. I don't care. Um, well, see, that actually bothers me. And I'll get back to the, the Yale thing in a second. Uh -huh. Lat Latino and Latina are actually Spanish words. Uh -huh. Latinx doesn't exist in any language until we made it up. Right. And yeah. so that bothers me. Yeah, we're so, going to make up words, you know. I don't care. Call it group A, group B, group C. It doesn't really yes. matter um, how yeah. you're going to, you know, define things. But for companies like the college, and Yale is a private college, um, it's a business, explain how they're supposed to make the decisions. And the problem is, is you get, you know, this group of politicians in charge, this is how we make the decision. The next group of politicians get voted in. Now this is how we make the decision. Well, you know what? You can't change how you run your business every four years, you know, because yeah. somebody else got elected into into political power. Um, you know, it, it's like, just tell us what, you know, and I'm pretending I'm Yale or Harvard or one of these places. Just tell us how you want us to make this choice. What's the legal way? What 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 is the working space we have to make these decisions? You know? It can't be we have to accept everybody who meets this criteria because then we have no room. We can't do that. We lose the quality of our education. We lose the entity, the the essence of who we are if we take everybody who meets X, Y, and Z. So we have to make some discriminations as to who does and doesn't come in. And that's discrimination in a positive sense, not discrimination in a negative sense. Well, it is for those who get selected. I guess it's negative for those who don't get selected. But, you know, you have to you have to. 
make a decision as to who gets in and who doesn't. You know, and yes. um, I mean, I remember when I was uh, looking at colleges and applying, I met with a um, a representative from Notre Dame, and um, I don't know the man's name, and I don't want to make Notre Dame sound awful, but Notre Dame at one point in time was a men's college, and uh, they had opened their enrollment to women, and the guy, and this is, again, probably not a great reflection, certainly not on him and not of the school if it was true, said, that they require photographs of everybody because when it came down to it, as they were letting women into the school, they all have 4.0s. They all have lots of extracurriculars. So how do you decide which women get into your school? And he said, so the deciding people would look at them and say, she's attractive. She's not. She's attractive. She's oh, not. And they let yes. attractive women into the school. Cause, but it's not a protected case. You know, <laughs> it's like, that's horrible. It's horrible. You know, because that's, and, and pers- first of all, it's like, you know, the opinion of one person sitting there decides, um, but it it just it just it makes it even more to the point. How do you make the decision if you're not allowed to use race as a decision, and yet you're required to make sure that you have a a, a student body that is representative? Then you're supposed to do it by dumb luck because you're not allowed to use race as a deciding factor. Um, you know, it, you know, if you can't use you know, athletic skills or, or, you know, what do you do? I mean, if, if you've got students that are literally both exactly the same qualified and you know that your, your, um, your student body makeup is lacking uh, Asian people right now, then why would you pick the Asian? So that, that you help the balance of the school and you have a, a racially equitable mix of students in your population and then you send a gosh we're sorry letter to the other guy who was equally qualified but he just didn't help fill in the blanks that you're required to to so meet these you what know if I, it becomes everybody who meets their criteria is put into a lottery and that from that lottery people are chosen which i think would be fine as long as the, the school doesn't then have somebody come back to them four years later after they got elected into office and say you don't have enough insert group here you know, yeah, because that's what happens. And so, you know, these these poor colleges are, are in, a, in a constant state of fighting the politicians over like, well, you know, we're trying. <laughs> Sorry, we're trying. You know, we just want to run a college. We don't really want to get into all this politics, you know. And I understand that there have been problems. There have been problems when they there only have been. allowed. And I don't feel sorry for them. I don't. You know, you know, only allowed people of a certain color or a certain race. And in some schools have a history of that. Other schools have a history of being, you know, as soon, soon as it was, they were able to do it. They were, they said, yeah, we'll bring in people from all over the place. Let's, let's, we, we. We value the diversity of our student body, um, you know, and there are probably places that still don't value the diversity of their student body. So there's reasons that we have some rules in place. But the problem is when you have a moving target, it makes it really hard for any business to to hit the target regularly, you know. Hmm. You know, and if you if you're running a business and they say, you know, sorry, you know, your your employee base is has too many Hispanics in it. So we need you to hire more white people, um, you know, or we're going to fine you. Is the government should the government be in that business? No. You know, you're running a no. business. You're like, these are the people who took the jobs. I mean, what can I say? Yes. You know, well, um, but universities take federal 
education dollars. So, but does you know, your average Harvard student, and Yale? Yeah, they do. They're yeah, you pretty... can get a student loan. You can go to student loan to get. You can get a student loan to go to Harvard. Oh, you can get a student loan to go to Harvard. Absolutely, but does the um, that's that's not the school taking. Uh, uh, sure it is federal money that's the the student taking federal no. money that they're going to pay it, back the, the school benefits from it it's the school taking federal money you know and the schools also those schools are some of the the most well endowed schools on the planet i mean they they are but but those dollars those dollars are not dispersed directly to the students they're dispersed to the fed, the financial aid office student fees are paid and any excess is then released to the student and if there's no excess right. the student and then the student pays it. that money back as a student loan unless it was yes. a grant and the student's the one who benefits from that now the college benefits secondarily the college benefits. in that in that they get See, some, I, no they, i'm not sure i agree they, with you there that that's that's them benefiting from the federal government i guess they could say we won't take any federal government loans and then they can do whatever they want yeah, that's what not. there are. Univer- there are colleges. There are colleges who do that. Right, I know there, there are. are. Yeah, but does but does that mean um, that that then they can do whatever they want, or is the government still going to tell them, "Sorry, no, you're not allowing enough people of this color or that color in on the on at, at any given point in time, depending on which color." The, the college can pretty much do whatever they want. I mean, they they mean they can't be fomenting violence and all of that, you know. But they but they <laughs> really because I've much- seen them do that too. <laughs> So Hillsdale College, well, I don't know what college does that. Well, wanting like promoting violence, right. um, but but Hillside or Hillsdale rather College doesn't take any federal dollars at all, and they they uh, they do their own thing. Yeah. They, and, the government doesn't have the right to to tell them what to do. The, the, I was joking about the fomenting the violence, but there have been plenty of colleges who have had you know people like go up in arms about you know somebody speaking on their campus and threatening them, and the colleges saying, oh well. And not oh, doing true. anything about it, you know, and that's fomenting violence as much as the mayor in Portland who said, or Seattle, San Francisco, what's San Francisco, who basically said, or was it Seattle? Seattle, it was Seattle, 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 who basically said, yeah, just let it all happen. We'll see what happens. Yeah, they're um, still having problems in Seattle. Right. Yeah. Well, look at their leadership. Um, <laughs> I mean, are we surprised? No, you not know? at all. <laughs> or their lack of leadership, I should actually say, because that's my feeling on that. Um, you know, it's like there's one thing to, to let people be people, but there's another thing to let people, like, you know, take over sections of your city, burn down houses and businesses, and uh, and threaten lives, and go, well, they're just being, you know, protesters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But you're, yeah, you're saying but that, you're that he'll— you're going to arrest people who are singing and praying and writing in chalk on the sidewalk in front of an abortion clinic. <laughs> right. Yes, because that's just intolerable. Um, <laughs> you know, oh, my gosh, they sang and they weren't in tune. And and the chalk was like a really heavy chalk. It was kind of sticky. And it was, you know, it took us 10 minutes to wash that away with a hose. Um, the. Um, uh, Hillsdale College is the one you mentioned, right? So yeah. you don't believe that if they decided that they were just going to allow uh, white students in, that the government wouldn't say that's not fair, that that's not right, that you can't do that, even though they don't take government money? That as a business they would say, sorry, you can't do that? I mean, even the the historical black colleges accept students of other colors. Okay. 
You're feeling very argumentative today, aren't you, Todd? I guess so. Yeah, I'm just playing it devil's advocate on this. <laughs> to be honest, I don't feel I, I I have not necessarily expressed anything that I actually feel about any of this stuff. I'm just being devil's advocate, which is sort of my nature. <laughs> which you know, and yes. it, and I and it, and it's weird because I think a lot of people get caught off when I do that because I do that on fairly regularly when when there's something that's a of of uh, a debatable subject or I just get in debate mode and it's weird I get in this weird mindset where it's like yeah I start thinking of the counter opinions on stuff and saying well what about what about you know and it's like I don't even think that I don't you know it's like I don't believe that crap <laughs> but you know um the the debater in me comes out you know I it's funny I never never was on a debate team or took debate but Why I would have I would have been killer at it I would, would have been have. absolutely killer. You would have ended up in law school. Yeah, probably. So maybe it's better that I didn't because I'm not sure that I would have been happy there. But you never know. You never uh, know. I never know. You never I've know. thought about it. I've thought about that at times. There was times when I thought about, you know, hey, maybe law school is a good thing for me to do. I'm a good argier. But instead, <laughs> I just come on the radio and on the podcast and I torment you. <laughs> <laughs> We are apologies. Actually, that's awesome. Yeah. No, that's a, a, awesome. Apologies. And, and, and we are out of time. Oh my God, that's so funny. We yeah, are out it was of like, time. As I realized it, as I'm saying it, and I torment you. So sorry. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And that'll be it for Friday. Friday. So we'll Friday. see everybody back, or we'll listen to everybody back, or everybody listen to us back. We will be back on the air on Monday, both on the radio on KCA 1050 AM and 106.5 and 102.3 FM in the Inland Empire. Or you can catch us here afterwards, uh, streaming live, or download the podcast. Please take a moment to go to... Um, Apple's podcast app and give us a rating if you enjoy this so that we get some up ratings. If you don't enjoy this, then never download again. Yourself. Never talk about it. Never mention it. <laughs> Say on the what? Back from the who? Um, what were those Brink people? What? What was their name again? Just do that. All right. I'm Have a Brinker. great weekend. I'm Todd Brinker. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you.